tracks, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. 400 metres from the judge. Tactical manoeuvre narrowly. Bamba Lamb still there in the centre and over on the rail was Dawning Warrior. So a line of three here up front. They broke it away by nearly five lengths over. Elusive Element and Say I See you was last to turn. Straightening up at the 150. Dawning Warrior, Bamba Lamb. Tactical manoeuvre up on the outside. Bamba Lamb and tactical manoeuvre. Bamba Lamb, tactical manoeuvre. Bamba Lamb in front. Bamba Lamb wins the last. Beats tactical manoeuvre and Dawning Warrior in a soul-stirring struggle followed then by elusive element it'll be fourth and say i see you last runner in what a great race to cap off the meeting yes bambalam taking out the veterans cup at gimpy at their tab meeting on saturday on the sand the uh, king of the sand king cups at gimpy pat duff for training bambalam to success there as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on radio tab rounding up all of the country news and along with that gimpy program we're going to be looking back at what happened on the weekend at mckinley where the McKinley Cup was taken out by scissorating in the final of the Outback Racing Showcase Series. The latest leg of the Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial up-and-coming Stayers Series in Far North Queensland took us to Atherton and a win there for Salesman as part of a treble for Kristen Swaffer. We'll look back at what happened at Home Hill, Morven and Warwick on the weekend, but importantly also we're counting down to the big day coming up on Saturday, the 2021 Tab Battle of the Bush Final at Eagle Farm and a big preview on that coming away this morning. Helping us out with the news as always, each and every week on Bushbeat is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. How is it in Brisbane today, Tony? Beautifully sunny today and heading for a high of 22. As I've said to the boys this morning, you wouldn't be dead for quids. And it's great weather out here, a little bit chilly, but uh, great to hear that call coming out of Gympie as their first, I'm pretty sure, tier, country TAB meeting, Tony, and that's part of Racing Queensland's vision and plan to uh, put country uh, race meetings on the map uh, with these TAB meetings and Sky Channel coverage, and I'm I'm sure that's going to come up in the um, the the strategy meeting for country racing that I'm attending on Thursday as uh, we look through those sort of things at a workshop there. Uh, but it's great to see, and I think it's an expansion that will continue to uh, happen. But and you also see the uniqueness of country racetracks through Queensland, Tony, by looking at that vision. We've had, uh, of course, Bundaberg, another sand track with Sky Channel meetings and now Gympie. So it's great to see that sand track surface is coming to the fore. Therefore, you see horses that uh, win on the day that love the track, like Gabby taking the first for Malia Castle and uh, Neil Hocking. And then you get Mountain Courage. Well, it's three from four at the track, but would you believe it, at the other run at the track, it lost its rider at the start, so it could easily have been four from four, the Monashi Mountain. That also reflected uh, well on the apprentice riders because Isabella Tay rode a mountain courage and then had a race-to-race double with Scott's uh, Brett Sturgis, sorry, with Stormtrooper in the cutest maiden plate taking the money there. Rhiannon Payne kicked another winner home for the girls when riding the Tony Hess-trained all-gain, the hidden dragon, dragon uh, filly that won at Gainer at its last start. And then Bob Murray from Idesville combined with Shannon Steffen with Destination Rocks uh, came off gained, a gain to third as well. Maybe the gain to form into Gimpy's a good way to go. And uh, it's a walking or dancing horse. And, of course, Pat Duff, yeah, uh, king of the sand there with Bamba Lamb and Chris Meehan. But uh, great meeting to showcase sand track racing in Queensland uh, and also these young apprentices that we talk about every week coming through and, and it's a little bit of horses for courses out of Gympie, Tony. And it's going to be great to see that Gympie's got another meeting coming up in July. I'm just trying to dial into the calendar here on the fly. They've got another tab program somewhere along the way. I didn't note there. You think I can find it straight off the top as I'm looking through? No, I can't. 
I know it's on. In, in July. I'm sure there's well, a meeting coming up in July. Okay, well, I'm sure by the end of the program this morning we'll have the full <laughs> details of that. <laughs> but, yes, there is one on the 17th of July, TAB yeah. meeting. I told you it was there. I didn't go to the technology. I went to the race magazine. I should have done exactly that because I've got that <laughs> sitting off to one side and here I am trying to furiously scan through the pages. Yes, uh, Gippy uh, with their next uh, TAB meeting coming up on July 17. Great to see them as part of the TAB circuit for the uh, the program there. Lots to get through this morning, but what we want to focus on first up this morning, Rob, is uh, the uh, 2021 TAB Battle of the Bush final coming up on Saturday at Eagle Farm. We announced last week that Ben Hall is going to be our guest race caller and great to hear Ben on with the boys on the TAB Breakfast Show this morning. Barrier Draw is on tomorrow morning at Blackbird at uh, Eagle Street in Brisbane City. We've got the final field. We don't have the barriers as yet, but we do have the man that's been following all of the form all the way through the series in Scott Power joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Morning, Scott. Hey, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good morning to you, Scotty. And, of course, this is part of the vision of country racing too, isn't it, that the growth of the Battle of the Bush now, a $200,000 final where these horses uh, head to Brisbane on Saturday and uh, they represent the zones across the state, Scotty. The only disadvantage we've got as any sort of tipsters this morning is we don't have barrier draws, so it will uh, probably change tips a little bit later in the week. But um, I'd like to discuss with you this morning what maybe uh, what you see as the top six or seven in the race uh, because we've got a bit of speed coming in with, I think, a few newcomers, if you like, hitting the Battle of the Bush final. And uh, we've got some very talented horses um, up there in, in the top part of the field. Mate, it's an absolute cracking field. Uh, when I seen the field come out, um, I, I sort of had it down to 10. Um, I can't get it down below 8 at the moment. But oh, as you said, mate, we're going to have to wait for that barrier draw to come out, you know, with... Uh, horses that maybe draw more that go forward are going to use that bit of uh, petrol early, early in the race and uh, then also the markets will sort of come into play as well but overall I, I think it's a very very evenly balanced field um, as you said we've got some very promising gallopers uh, particularly up around that northwest region um, and also around the central Queensland area so uh, overall uh, some of the riders have already been declared um, and I guess some will be waiting for that barrier draw tomorrow morning. And Scott, um, it's a case of Eagle Farm as well is a factor to come into play. Um, a lot of talk about Eagle Farm, of course, but it does appear that some horses really adapt to the surface and others don't, but it's the length of that straight, I think, will be a key factor with some of these horses having the ability to finish hard over the top. Yeah, and, you know, particularly, you know, with the experience I had with the, the race two years ago, and I know Ben has called there before as well, but... You've really got to watch for the horses over that last 100 metres of the race because they can really get to the line strongly there at Eagle Farm, uh, which is different sort of to Doombin. Uh, but, yeah, that, the 1,200 metres at Eagle Farm, you, you need, really need something that can run a good solid 1,400, uh, particularly with the speed of the race in the earlier middle part, and then you need something that will get to the outside and run on strongly that last little bit, and I think there's a couple there that will do so. Equal top weights in the race at 62 kgs. Balenti and Tango Rain. Balenti for Nick Walsh and Ashley Butler has been declared as the jockey there. Tango Rain, it'd be great to see Rick McMahon back riding in Brisbane. Rides for Jay Morris on Saturday, Scott. Yeah, Tango Rain. Um, I was in Rockhampton uh, when it did win its last start down there. Rick rode it an absolute treat. It had the big weight down there also. Uh, defeated Barrett Shield and Revenir. That was over the 1,200 metres of the race. It drew well. Um, he didn't um, sort of use... Too much petrol in the early part of the race. He just sat outside the leader, was able to get to the front when they straightened up Tango Rain. 
and it was a good solid performance I thought down there in Rocky it, it would have stand it in good stead for that race down there on the weekend Yes, Scotty. Now, Tango Rain is an impressive horse, and I, I like the fact that he's only into the fourth run of the campaign for Jay Morrison, and, and that path through that provincial run uh, gives good uh, match fitness, race fitness going into the final. He's met Balenti before and beaten him uh, when Balenti was in the early part of the campaign, and Balenti may be uh, a, uh, not a question mark over 1,200 because he can win at 1,200, but he's going to have strength at the finish. Do they stand out as the two top horses? Horses to be beaten to you because uh, obviously at 62 kilos the handicapper suggests they are and their form lines are so strong coming into this race do they have a gap on the rest of the field well not necessarily Robbie because I, I have Arwanichi I've got a lot of respect for Arwanichi um, and I'll be just interested to see where he does draw Arwanichi because if you're right mm-hmm. up on the speed Huey Bum has listed the ride uh, Balanti and Tango Rain Tango Rain can go forward and be up there as well um, they've got the 62 kilos, just remember that. I know that um, they've carried the big weights before, but I just think the Eagle Farm 1200, the bigger weight, uh, maybe that little bit of a query. Um, Arwanichi uh, carrying the 58 and a half kilos, Huey Bowman to ride. Um, I just think he's racing in a great zest of form, Arwanichi, and, you know, with the picket fence um, of five out of its last six. Um, you know, I, I take that as a lot of respect. And I know Balenti and Tango Rain are similar form, but I think they're the top three. And, that, and I think the price will reflect that when the barrier draws come out tomorrow. I think there'll be very little between that trio for favouritism when the market goes up tomorrow. Yep, I, I agree with you, Scott. After watching Arwanichi at Bar Calden, where it was a dominant win after leading all the way, and uh, Raymond Williams' only instruction on that day to Ashley Butler was, please count to 10 and don't let him go until you do that, coming into the straight. If he can get the sit, uh, he's in such good form, as those other two are, but they really... Um, he has the ability to be camped right on the pace, I think, Arwanichi, and uh, possibly slip through. He doesn't have to lead because there's going to be speed with horses such as um, Hit Snooze coming into the race now. Manila Miss, I think. Kevin Miller, he's got such a great strike rate. And when I look at those horses, Scott, Manila Miss, rather salubrious, is another one particularly. Arwanichi, Raiden, Tango, Rainbolanti, they're all in the right sort of form you'd like to see coming into a final. They're in good top form. They certainly are, Robbie. And there's there's another one there I, I've got a bit of a query on, um, is Estale Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that Rather Salubrious has beaten it, but it's beaten Rather Salubrious. And I just noted its last start. I know it finished eighth of ten at Durban, and that was only last week. But beaten uh, six lengths, but behind a pretty smart one of uh, Michael Costas. I mean, it, and I think that they did have the eyeliner lined up for it, and I, it did go and miss. I think the horse that won the race last week was Faliba, is it? Um, and I know Spurcraft and Co were in that race last week with Estelle Girl, so put a bit of a question mark behind it uh, at great each way odds. Yeah, and there's a question mark. Uh, there's another one in there too. Sweet Venom, I, I'm just not sure about it because it came through placings. It's ran in four of the heats, but it's got that build-up of a perfect prep heat after heat after heat into final um, with the win. But there's others, I think, a little bit stronger with no disrespect to Sweet Venom. But Glenn Richardson team's going so well. I, I think I've got a very similar final group of horses. Uh, I certainly throw Manila Miss in there as well, Scotty, because of, well, Ben Thompson riding in great form. Kevin Miller's got such a huge strike rate. And uh, Manila Miss has been just so consistent uh, the whole way through the preparation. I really do like Rather Salubrious' chance for David Reynolds and Wendy Peel. 
not so sure if it's a wet track or anything with that horse because it's run third in the country cups over 1600 it should be very strong through the line and the real question mark horse to me is fully maxed because he came off two wins then seemed to disappoint behind Arwanichi. The track that day, I'm just not sure at Barcaldon. There was a bit of a wet patch, and I'm not sure if that's what the problem was with Fully Max, but the run was too bad to be true. You've got to forgive them a, uh, a run. And he's a real question mark for me. And if there was a blowout horse, I, I'd hate to think Sharanda would do it as a stayer coming into the race. He's run in a Queensland derby at Eagle Farm, but he doesn't like any sort of wetness in his races. But he's very strong through the line. It was a good run at Mackay last start. But that brings me to about nine of them, Scott. <laughs> Mate, I'm not far off the mark with you there. Um, even Galapagos, you know, if you, you want to throw another one in there at longer odds, you know, two starts back beating 3.2 behind uh, Alicia's Dream and Gypsy Toff over 1,050 in Rockhampton. Now, that's a pretty good form line. I know it finished down the track behind Tango Rain, uh, beaten over four lengths last start. You know, and, and that sort of goes to show that I'm pretty sure that when the market goes up, there'll be very little between Balenti, Tango, Rain, Awanichi, and then it'll go out to each way towards the rest of the field after that. But, yeah, definitely those three will be in the top line of market. Yep, Raiden will be certainly in the market after a second in the uh, country stampede. He, he's yet to win, uh, from what I can see, yeah, at the distance, which surprises me with Raiden because he will be finishing hard. But, Scotty, if I had to narrow you down to your top, well, let's go your top six at this stage without the barrier draw. OK, I've definitely got Raiden amongst the mix. So I've definitely got the top four. So you've got Valenti, Tango, Rain, Raiden, Arwanichi. Um Then I'll go out to Rather Salubrious. And Estelle Girl, just to get it down to six, mate. So um, I know it's uh, a lot of chances in the race. It's a big field. A lot of luck's going to come into play with some of these runners, particularly if they get back in the field and also the barrier draws. But at the moment, definitely Valenti, Tango, Rain, Road, Nanawanichi, and then rather Salubrious and Estelle Girl. Which way are you going, Rob, leading in before the draw? Yeah, it's pretty hard without that draw, Tony, and, and if there's any rain around. But, uh, look, I'm really I'm leaning a lot towards Awanichi, but I've certainly got Awanichi, Balenti and Tango Rain in that top three. Out to Rather Salubrious with the ability to finish over the top. Manila Miss I'm putting in with a, uh, a big show. And uh, for my six, uh, look, I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to throw in uh, Raiden as well. So um, very similar tipping at that, Scotty. So I don't know whether we're on the money, uh, but you have to respect the good form these top few horses have shown through the uh, heat series. Yeah, that's that's the thing, you know, that the form is standing up as well. And, you know, they're very consistent gallopers. Um, you know, they, they continue to win and, and win with big weights. I, I like that fact. Um, I know that it could come into play at Eagle Farm over the 1,200, but... I'm not sure it will because they're classic gallopers and that's why they've got those big weights. And I'd just like to take the opportunity as well to wish Ben Hall the very best. Um, I look forward to catching up with uh, you all down there on the weekend. Um, looking forward to it uh, just for a social aspect. I, I, you know, I know a lot of country people are going to be down there. I really uh, enjoyed the thrill of it two years ago and I know that uh, Benny will do a great job and uh, congratulations on him getting the, the gig down there on the weekend. Scott, thanks for joining us this morning to have a look at the uh, Tab 2021 Battle of the Bush final. Going to be a great race and look forward to catching up on the weekend. Hey, thanks, Tony. Good morning to you. Good morning, Robbie, and good morning, everyone. Scott Power with us on Bushbeat this morning. Rob, just one that I wanted to mention there that didn't uh, go into the field and uh, has been entered for the uh, Open Handicap at Roma on the weekend is Fab's Cowboy. When we were celebrating the fact that he was able to win the race at Charters Towers, the Heat, and uh, was in the nominations... 
but it just shows the quality of the race this year, I guess, if you can say that Fab's Cowboy's not there. Yeah, no acceptance from Fab's Cowboy and also American Genius, which in a, a long roundabout way led to um, hit snooze coming into the field. Um, and uh, there was one other there as well, I think. But, uh, yeah, Sharanda, that's why he got into the field because they aimed to get two um, runners from each zone. And when you went back through with those two taken out of the same zone, they won two different heats in the same zone, it then went back to the place getters. And that's why Hit Snooze and Sharanda end up in the field. But, uh, well, he's only eight, I believe, only eight runs short, Tony, of an Australian record for the most number of wins as a racehorse. So... He might do that uh, or might get that countdown started at Roma on Saturday. He's at the moment, I've just found his record, 43 wins and 23 placings out of 107 career starts for a prize money earnings of over 330000 Might just be the case there at uh, Roma on the weekend, which I think is their racing and rugby race day from what I remember seeing yes, on social media on the weekend. It certainly is, as the race magazine tells me again. <laughs> We've got plenty to look through as we roll through Bushbeat this morning. We'll look back at uh, what happened at some of the provincials on the weekend, including a great story out of Toowoomba and also at Kilcoy on Sunday. The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. Catch me if you can as they go to the 600 metres and Jarhead's four in front of Loud Enough who's a margin abbreviator. Van Winkle comes to the outside sizzling with still with six to make up. Benchai Pegasus Argento Perlo Spanish Hurricane Okanagan Mess. 400 metres to go and Jarhead's still in front but Sizzleading's weaved a passage and strikes the front with Loud Enough. Van Winkle's running into it nice down the outside, Benchai Pegasus. It's sizzling and loud enough for sizzling. Burst clear at the 200. She's got two or three lengths in front of loud enough and Van Winkle, who can do no more? But this is nine out of nine in the West. Sizzling, simply brilliant. Wins by four lengths to loud enough. Van Winkle run third, then Spanish Hurricane. Jarhead was next in the event. Rob, we've been talking up this Todd Austin runner for quite a while and uh, he certainly delivered in big, uh, big form there on the weekend, taking out the uh, McKinley. Cup, which was the final of the Outback Racing Showcase Series. Sizzleating, uh, as uh, Watsy said there in the call, nine from nine and winning by five and a quarter lengths. Yeah, nine in a row since starting with the stable and it's the nine wins that it's had. Nine with Alicia Ross in the combination and I think part of the story is also Alicia Ross's riding and part of the story is also, Tony, we're talking about country racing and vision uh, is the Greater Western uh, Racing, Greater Western Queensland Racing with Max Tanks and Watsy providing uh, such great uh, vision out of the thing, uh, out of the meeting at McKinley. And this is one of those unique country meetings. And uh, good morning to you, Watsy. And I think the win by Sicilating may put this meeting right on the map uh, because I think it's your first time calling Sicilating and he is such an excitement machine uh, to uh, call in races. Yeah, good morning, Rob. Good morning, Tony. Actually, the second time I've called him, I won, uh, called him at the first meeting at Bar Calden uh, this year when he won. And I can tell you what, he's improved lengths on that. And um, it was just a breathtaking win. Um, Alicia Ross, wow, what a ride. Um, she didn't panic. She sat back in the field. And Jarhead uh, split up the field sort of down the back. And she, uh, as I said in the call, weaved a passage, uh, came into the straight, one off the fence. And when she hit the button, it just it just dropped the field. And it was an incredible when you when you're calling these uh, horses, Rob, through the binoculars, and I've had the benefit of calling a couple of really good country horses in my time. In, in uh, the short time I've been calling uh, Fab's Cowboy, a couple of his wins come to mind. But you can just see them run through the line, and 
Oh, he's he's a good horse. To win by five and a quarter lengths and to be so, uh, well, be in front so early in the straight. This is a long straight, McKinlay. It's over 400 metres. But uh, Leisha knows his horse uh, backwards and uh, he just powered through the line and uh, bigger and better things. And he's, he's dominant in the Central West. He's dominant in the Northwest. They just can't be, seem to beat him out uh, or west of the divide. No, and he, when I was doing the form before the McKinlay meeting, I, I sort of tried to find knocks on the horse and he sort of doesn't have any, Robbie. He's almost bomb-proof. He's good at the barriers. He can settle forward. He can settle back. He can go inside horses. He can come outside horses and he's just got such an explosive finish and um, I'm really excited to see the future of this pint-sized pony. Uh, there's not a lot of him, but wow, he's got a big heart. He's another one of the sizzling breed. We mentioned Balenti in the uh, Battle of the Bush final by sizzling as well. So they're representing, they're representing country racing extremely well because, look, loud enough's a good cups horse. He's dominant in cups in the northwest, but he just left him in his wake uh, for Steve Royce and Dan Ballard. Yeah, he did. Um, probably did a little bit of the, the donkey work um, bringing the field up to, to Jarhead, the tearaway leader. Um, but yeah, he's a good old horse. No match for the winner. I thought the run of Van Winkle was pretty good, but uh, the the beaten brigade behind there was not many excuses. I just think all eyes were on scintillating, and um, yeah, very very um, deserving winner. Um, great country um, supporters, the Caroline family, and uh, Todd Austin obviously um, training at a very high percentage this year, around 26% winners to runners, and Alicia Ross uh, so dominant. So the combination horse trainer and jockey um, certainly um, going forward and uh, going really well this year as well. But a big meeting across the board and there were some outstanding performances apart from scintillating. Matty Gray with a, uh, a double and I thought wins by uh, better than gold. Strike point and Scarpa really stood out as well in the meeting. They certainly did, Robert. It's one of these meetings like Winton, isn't it, where it's almost like a state of origin between the northwest and the central west, and the honours were divided throughout the day. We'll have a look at the winners. Dollar Dream won the first for Kerry Crow, a well overdue win for Kerry and the team. Uh, Jason Babarovich, who's riding exceptionally well at the moment, got the cash over Bazooka, who will take a lot of improvement from that first up run for David Smith and Rick McMahon, and Lively Last uh, was good in to third. As you said, Matty Gray with a double on the card. The first of these came up with a rich princess trained by Tanya Parry. Tanya extending her lead in the country trainers premiership out to 40 wins now. Um, about nine clear at the top of the table. And one by a nose over Zagatova who just doesn't quite run out the 1500 for mine for Jay Morris and Rick McMahon and Myola Millie was good in third. The second leg of Gray's double came up on strike point as you mentioned for Mark Oates. Now this horse is a serious horse going forward. That's win five out of 11 starts with four minor placings. He's by Al Mahar. He'll get a little bit further, and I think in 2022, you'll really see him uh, come of age as a real Cups horse. Banksy strikes. There's a win in this horse uh, around the corner. He raced wide all the way and finished second for Stephen Royce and Timmy Brummel, and Crystal Helmet always consistent in third for Bob Burrow and Rick McMahon. Scarpa, one of the two biggest goes of the day, one race for the Class B handicap over the 1,000 metres. As much as $5 was bet, and it started an equal favourite at $3. Denise and Dan Ballard combined here. One by four and a quarter lengths over Timekeeper, and Cato was in third, but all honest there with Scarpa. Um, ran a pretty comparable time as well to the Open a little later on in the day, and which was won by Better Than Gold. Now, this horse, $21 at Open, started 
$3.50. The get-out stakes, well, that's what it was for the punters on Better Than Gold. A brilliant ride by Timmy Brummelly, carved across the field from a middle barrier and uh, rated this mare in... uh, Beautiful style. It's been. It's got, took some pretty good Central West form up there and atoned in a, in a good open race for Rodney Little, defeating Galea Warrior, who unfortunately bled in the run and I believe may now be retired for Bob Burrow and Rick McMahon. And Media Vita, a much improved run there into third for Toddy Austin and Alicia Ross. So, yeah, as you said, uh, Rob, a really good meeting there at McKinlay, around 300 trackside. Uh, I don't think it got above 17 degrees all day, but uh, hats off to the McKinlay Race Club, Tom Scholes on the team and a stack of volunteers made it a great day there trackside on Saturday. Now, now, what's he? I'm, I'm going to bite here, and I'm going to do it tongue in cheek, just for the benefit of Jay Morris and Lenore Saunders uh, up there in the northwest. We have great rivalry between the central west and the northwest, and I probably love stirring the pot sometimes. But I wouldn't say it was an even uh, decision because uh, we only competed in five of the races for the central west, and we took three of those. And I think we had multiple place getters. And when you look at the feature events, Sicilating and Better Than Gold were a little bit dominant. So I'm only doing it tongue in cheek, guys. So uh, before you respond to me but and i'm sure i'll meet up with jay uh, at that country uh, forum on thursday to discuss it a little bit more but uh yeah i think it was a pretty good meeting across the board and it really put mckinlay on the map with the vision and the calling that you uh, put in on the day yeah, look, I'm going to sit on the fence there, Rob, because uh, the Northwest are pretty good to be giving me some gigs up there, and uh, um, good people up in the Northwest. But uh, no matter no matter which side of the boundary you're on, uh, we always love a little bit of rivalry. And um, yeah, no, it, it was a good day up there, and uh, yeah, they did do a fantastic job, and um, as, as all the once a year clubs do do, and um, look forward to being up there again in 2022. Good on you, Watsy. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, boys. Getting back to the grassroots of racing, this is Bush Beat. They come toward the home corner, and it's still Salesman in front. Out wide, Barella's made a quick run at them, and they were followed by in the middle there, too, trying to go with them. Or was a hot top down getting through on the fence. Ponderoso's getting held up between traffic. It's still Salesman. At the moment, Barella coming. Salesman and Barella. Salesman in front. Kristen Swapper going for three, and she'll do it. Salesman! Beat Barella, Ponderoso may have been unlucky. Galaxy goes fourth. They were followed back behind them then. That was Salesman taking out the latest leg of the uh, Magic Millions Far North Queensland Rob Kosh Memorial Up and Coming Stairs Series. And Rob, we are now six legs into it, two legs to come with Oak Park holding the next leg on the 3rd of July. Cairns the final leg on July 13. Yeah, the Oak Park double uh, header. It's a two-day meeting, I'm pretty sure, still, Tony. And this series continues to grow in strength. The Magic Millions Rob Kosh Memorial up-and-coming stay Syrian salesman. He's only won from five at the track for Trevor Rowe, so it's uh, been a bit of a bogey track on his record, but not for Kristen Swaffer bouncing back from that fall. She had the win the other week. And as you heard Bluey Forsyth say, uh, the uh, third leg of her treble for the day um, was Salesman coming off provincial runs lately. And so dropping back to that race at Atherton, the seven-year-old by tickets got up for its eighth win. Prior to that, she had run on Musen Bowl Rouge for Elwyn Bailey, the Jet Spur. Uh, came off a good Cairns win uh, last month and uh, having its first run at the track, which uh, was the case for a couple of runners on the day. And I know Atherton's not the easiest of track after hearing Peter Rowe talk off and on Bushbeat. But uh, Musen Bell Rouge, too strong for interrogation in Rose Clip. And uh, Kristen won race two on the program with our Chiquila. 
Scott Cooper, first run at the track for another one. This one by Host. I think it was uh, pretty close to leading all the way. This over Dream I Can and Nada Shah that's been consistent up there in the far north. Uh, Cupid's Son was a good win for Lacey Morrison and Charlie de Villiers, and that's a love conquers all that's been placed at its last two defeated Rose of Athens and uh, Red Denaro into fourth. And the third race on the program was Botox Lady, which was a beginning of a race-to-race double for Alwyn Bailey. And great to see we haven't put the knocker on Masayuki Abe because I think he's had a winner every meeting since that treble going back several weeks, Tony. He won on this spill the beans filly over Princess Glee and Redenzo Roman, all the cutest money going off. So great to see these jockeys continuing in form and what a way to bounce back Kristen Swaffer, three on the day up there at Atherton. Now, Home Hill had the meeting uh, for the Burdekin Race Club on the weekend. This was the meeting that was to be Charters Towers Cup Day, but of course the Towers course there undergoing redevelopment and uh, doubles a plenty at the Home Hill program on the weekend. Yeah, and Bonnie Thompson uh, bookending the program. Um, it was also a double for Chris Parry as a trainer in a race-to-race double. They commenced proceedings with Diamond uh, Country, uh, the Artie Schiller mare that defeated Keely Sun and Johnny White Sox in the benchmark 60. Uh, Chris, as a trainer, backed that up with Norwegian Wood for Wanderson de Villa, the Your Song four-year-old mare, two from four at the track over Tactical Illusion and Miser Boom. And I skipped through to the last. Potawatomi was Bonnie Thompson's um, bookend of the program. Tony Comerford trained, uh, been running at Townsville lately, the trusting six-year-old gelding defeating Battle and uh, Metallica. And the other winners of the day, Graham Cleesey, of course, kicks home a winner for Andrew Cameron with uh, Zeusum Damage and used a new one by Zustar having its third run for the stable. And next, Tony Gollenhorst defeated Tissaic and Hero's Choice. And the I Am Invincible Mayor, Invisible Girl, for one of the nicest guys in country racing in J.O. Campio, up, based up there in Mackay. And I'm thinking, he's pretty sure I've seen another winner with J.O. in recent weeks. Martin Haley at good odds uh, getting up over Dun- Double Denman and um, Sir Fina. But Bonnie Thompson, as normal, bouncing back with a good double on the day. And Chris Parry training a race-to-race double out of that home hill meeting. I also should stipulate, Tony, I was going to say before Watsy uh, left, uh, I'll be a very happy man if either, uh, in terms of the uh, Western Queensland zone, northwest and uh, central west, if either Balenti or Tango Rain, I'll be very happy for either of those horses <laughs> to take out that Battle of the Bush, trust me. Because <laughs> I'm likely to get some text by the end of the show. Oh, I'm sure. Um, we'll go to Warwick. The grass track down there, of course, in Warwick. A big meeting down there. And the honours evenly shared across the board. Jasmine Cornish continuing on her winning way as a young apprentice for Brad Hudson on Lady Rascal, the Rubik four-year-old. A tycoon ruler horse. In fact, I'm pretty sure this meeting had a tycoon ruler double. It does. Brendan Newport scored on Seeking Guidance for Grant Arnold. The other tycoon ruler winner came for Matty Crop with Isabella Rab-Jones, a five-year-old by tycoon ruler called Wait a Minute, took the benchmark... 55 handicap. Uh, the other winners were Citrus Burst out of Sweet Orange, that's well named, defeating Foxy Rose and Dinny Suspect. And then the mail train mare, Ruby Rush, for uh, Gino Barber- Barbaretto and Angela Jones. There's this young apprentice. Zach Lloyd won a race, Angela Jones won a race, Jasmine Cornish uh, winning a race as well. Uh, took out that race, and I mentioned Isabella Rab-Jones, and, of course, Brendan Newport uh, being back on the comeback trial for some time with that Tycoon Reeler uh, winner seeking guidance, uh, the other winner there on the program. That takes us to Morven on the weekend. It was doubles of plenty here as well, and Mashani Blossom taking out the Morven Cup for Ben Moffat and part of Shane Iverson's uh, training double.
Yeah, now he's a pretty impressive, or she's a pretty impressive mare by Jet Spur. Saw this one and called it at Blackhall earlier on. And it's one uh, at Injun at its last run. At Blackhall, it was super impressive. And Ben Moffat kicked it home for Shane Iverson. And it was dominant over Silent Flyer and Richford and Burden. They're all horses that have got plenty of ability. I think Mishani Blossoms, one that's going to really blossom, if you like, on those country tracks. But it wasn't Anna Bacos. Well, here's another young jockey we've had on and uh, going places, of course, Anna. Uh, she's down to a one-and-a-half kilo claim now. Uh, she had a double on the day, and a part of it was for Shane Iverson with Old Licorice, the all-too-hard three-year-old that's been placed at three of its last four, getting up over Hell of a Dream and Elite Elizabeth. And then Anna kicked home for Raymond Fraser, all too sweet, that won at Quil- Quilpy four back. Six-year-old gelding, another one of a race-to-race double for a stallion, another all too hard over Odessa and Moving Day. I mean, we mentioned Mashani Blossom, but we didn't mention also, um, there's that winner for Raymond Fraser. Yes, Old Town Road, Michael Schrappel. Three wins, two seconds, last five. The Olympic glory three-year-old filly. If there's two horses to follow... Out of the meeting, I'd be going Mashani Blossom and Old Town Road. Uh, five wins from nine for the stable. Raymond Fraser having a great run at the moment. Got up over Enterprise Grand by just over three uh, quarter of a length and ha- uh, Haramain into third. And uh, the other winner on the day came for William Pugsley and Jason Misson with the croc, the ball bars, six-year-old gelding, defeating It's All K and surprise selection. But Anna Bacos, Anna Bacos, uh, a double. Shane Iverson, Raymond Fraser, a double out of the annual Morven Cup meeting. And great to see that meeting go ahead because often misses out due to wet weather, but they got through this year. Looking at the meetings coming up this week, tab programs for Townsville Thursday, Rockhampton on Friday, where it's the Tattersall Sprint meeting. Of course, Tattersall's Race Day Eagle Farm on Saturday, where we'll be focusing on the Tab Battle of the Bush final. Also, Gatton Cup Day Saturday for the Lockyer Valley Turf Club, Roma Rugby Slipper Day for the Roma Turf Club, Alpha Cup Day for the Alpha Jockey Club, Laura Cup Day for the Laura Amateurs, the Copper Mart Quality for the Mount Isa Race Club, Gladstone are racing on Saturday, and Tattersall's Gold Cup Day for the Rockhampton Jockey Club on Sunday. Makes for a very busy week ahead. Oh, what a good weekend to be clashing with the uh, Battle of the Bush. And, of course, you had McKinlay that was here reported on. Well, Alpha's the other big one in the Central West. That's that's a huge meeting with thousands usually at, attending that meeting, Tony. And uh, we'll be looking forward to getting back from Brisbane to uh, go down there. And there's going to be some quality racing. But there were some great stories, Tony, out of the provincial uh, races that I know uh, happened on the weekend. And one comes out of Toowoomba. And you will remember this person, Tony, Liz Godfrey. Mm. One to the went to one of the earliest cutest sales, her and Alex Sorensen, and uh, bought up horses and so on. But, of course, with nine years of drought, it hasn't been easy uh, with people on properties and being able to have racehorses and so on. But what a story with Disco Beats out of Toowoomba. A five-year-old mare by Drum Beats having its first start for Michael Frappell. And I'm pretty sure it might have had the clear Mountain View, uh, Mountain Fairview colours uh, on the night. Defeated Cool Espresso and His Grace. This horse was having its first start as a five-year-old, owned by Liz and uh, Cameron Brown, who trains a lot for them, and, of course, uh, Cameron's based here in Longreach. It was having its first start, but it was a flood survivor. There were floods in the Winton area at Liz's property in 2018, and only two horses of their horses survived, Disco Beats and Little Brownie. The only two to survive. They went through the floods, they went through the chilling winds, and look, after flood and droughts, isn't it great to see someone get a reward in, in any form of racing? And, of course, they have a close connection with Clear Mountain View. Great job, Michael Frappell. And uh, great to get that report through about Disco Beats, a drum beats, one of the stallions I've always liked to follow. 
But first up, when there's more to come, and good on you, Liz Godfrey and Brownie, Cameron Brown, combining there uh, with that great story out of Toowoomba. And a great story also out of Kilcoy program on Sunday, Rob. Uh, thanks to Paul Dolan for sending this one through. I saw the name on the uh, results list, but I didn't know a great deal about an apprentice who wrote his first winner at the meeting. And it's Zach Spree, who's uh, based with uh, Chris Munts at the moment. Zach wrote his first winner at ride number 13. It was Hallside Hanky Panky for Deegan Trainer Jason Edwards. Now, Zach is actually from Victoria. Uh, his uh, fiance and his son were there on Saturday, as were his mum and dad. And uh, Paul reported that the scenes on the uh, return to scars looked like something like a, a group race at Eagle Farm or Flemington. They were all just cock a hoop for Zach riding his first winner. His background, even though uh, he's you know now out there as an apprentice jockey, he had no dealings with horses of any breed other than watching racing on TV with his dad. And when he was at high school. He found that he didn't really have any career direction that he was liking, uh, but had a like for racing and wasn't able to get into the Victorian Apprentice Program despite working with Mick Kent and Greg Urell at their stables. So he's made the move to Queensland, linked up with Chris Munts at Eagle Farm at age 21 and wrote his first winner at ride number 13 on the weekend at Kilcoy. And so there should be almost a Group 1 reception coming back <laughs> when you get those situations. A fabulous result and adding to those bank of apprentices that we've uh, got. But we've got some very experienced jockeys that have done well on that provincial circuit, uh, Tony. And I'll tell you what, Ashley Butler going down to ride Valenti in that final. He's coming off a really good uh, run with uh, results out of Rockhampton and also Mackay. Going to be a great weekend of racing ahead, headlined, of course, by the Tab Battle of the Bush final for 2021. Unfortunately, you won't be here on the weekend, but you will be back with us on Bushbeat next week reporting on all of the news and enjoy the weekend at Alpha. Yeah, thank you very much, Tony. Good morning to you. And uh, listeners, if you have any news, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and uh, we'll enjoy Alpha, but we'll be certainly tuned in to the Battle of the Bush. And good luck to all participants, no matter what zone you're coming from. Uh, it'll be a great day and fantastic country racing represented in the city. Good on you, Rob. Have a great week. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thanks to Rob Luck, Scott Power and uh, Andrew Watts for joining us this week on Bushboot. As always, folks, the podcast replay is available through our Wooshka site. Just do a quick Google search on Radio Tab Wooshka and you'll find the morning page there for the Steve Hewlett Morning Show and you'll find the podcast replay available each and every week on Wooshka. Also download it through Spotify and we'll put the link out on our Twitter handle at Radio Tab Oz. It also goes up thanks to our good friends at On The Bit Racing Australia on their Facebook page each and every week. Look forward to catching up with the Bush crowd in town on the weekend for the Battle of the Bush final and reporting on that for you next week here on Bushbeat on Radio Tab.